and get your rent paid. Ain't got time for no drama, but today today. And my watch gotta be Presidente. You coming with me, I don't care what your friends say. Car, automatic, I don't whip it if it's average. And my whip got status and your whip cost static. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 49, No Clue Podcast. We're back. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. We're here, episode 49. One more till we get to 50. Yep, half a century. Yeah, this is uh second week of the NBA playoffs. Yep. As usual, if well, we might go over the hour. So if you want to fast forward to music, you might be wrong this time. So just letting you know. Um. All right. First of all, <laughs> did you buy ESPN this morning? Uh, like first take, you mean? Just any anything. No. Kendrick Perkins should not be allowed on ESPN. <laughs> oh, dude, I saw him on... He was on the jump, like, a little while ago. Kendrick Perkins has some of the hottest takes on all of ESPN. <laughs> Did you hear what he said about Kawhi? No. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I got it. I think I got it. Good old Kendrick. He, um... <laughs> his takes definitely mirror his game I guess Kawhi Leonard reminds me of Michael Jordan and I'm not saying you know I'm not comparing him to Mike but if you watch the way he plays his style the way he plays the game on both ends he can have a game that mimics Michael Jordan he's not all right hold on it's not hold on hold on <laughs> let me start that over so everyone can hear this may sound crazy but Kawhi Leonard reminds me of Michael Jordan. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard mimics Michael Jordan's game. And then, well, this may sound th- crazy. This isn't a hot take. The heart and soul of the Golden State is Draymond Green. He's everything that you want in a basketball player. I mean, if I could, if I was a coach, I would love to have him. He rebounds. He could go one through five. He passed the ball really well. He knocks down his shot when needs to be. I think Draymond Green is the heart and soul. He brings the emotion. He holds guy. He holds guys accountable. He's an underrated shot blocker. He's everything that you want in a basketball player on the. All right, Kendrick. Because that's what his bum ass tried to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was, bro. His last like, his last like seven year. Ever as soon as he went to OKC. He was not an NBA player. He had one good OKC year. One. That year, Ibaka led the league in blocks, and Perkins was like, you know, top 15 in rebounds or something. That was like one good year. But then everything else, garbage. What did he, where did he go after that? Did he go straight to Cleveland? I think he did, yeah. Trash. <clears throat> Trash. Uh, anyway. Where do you want to start with the playoffs, man? I guess let's start with uh, the Raptors. Yeah, Raptors, they turned it up for sure. They turned it up. Um, what, do you, what do you think about it? Well, it's interesting because Kawhi kind of carried them in game two. Mm-hmm. Then Siakam carried them in game three. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it was a little bit more. And it was it was mostly Kawhi in game four. Yeah. So it's interesting. But they they figured out how to get, like, other guys are playing well. Like, Lowry 
uh, has actually been contributing, which is all I ask from him, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not asking him to get 20, even though that's what he's doing. Yeah. And that's not a good thing to ask him for because, you know, right. you just might not get your wish. <laughs> ask ask him to do something he's capable of doing every night. Yeah. They're also doing a good job of keeping Toronto's, you know, offensive threats in check. You, you mean Orlando? Orlando, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think they found a way to say who they're going to let beat them and who they're not. For sure. Cause yeah, I, I really like how they they guarded uh, Ross last game especially. They doubled him on every pick. Yeah. Knowing that he likes that pull up straight off the screen. Yep. Yeah, they just didn't I, let him get comfortable. And that kind of hurt their bench because he's a big part of their bench. Yeah, he led the led bench, all benches and threes this year. Um, yeah, I agree. Carter Williams, they were letting him let backing off of him. He was just missing shots. Um, Iwundu, they just backed off of him. Yep. Isaac, they backed off of him because yep. Isaac hasn't like made a jump shot the whole playoff so far, the whole series. Um, and then Augustine and um, Ross, they were just making sure they didn't get off. Everyone else, they were pretty cool. Fournier just missed so many shots, wide-open shots. Yeah, Fournier has to have big games. Yeah, cause, and I don't know why he was missing some of the shots he missed. He'd miss one, they'd get the offensive rebound, they'd kick it back out to him, he missed again. Yeah. It, it happened a lot of times. And um, Vucevic, is, I mean, he's been shooting well, but they're making him shoot jump shots and not letting him get offensive rebounds and – garbage buckets so yeah I, I think i don't know if it's coaching or the team as a team they just figured it out but they did they figured orlando out they're definitely going at their weaknesses exposing their weaknesses i should say well Kawhi has heard you clearly i mean he should he should get off he's no the best i mean player on the no court. I mean, if he's gonna go 14 of 19 uh they're going to the finals you know <laughs> Yeah, that's if not if he could night. give you that four times out of seven games, yeah, for sure they'll be fine. And he has he has no matchup in this series. There's no one yeah. there. Yeah, Gordon Gordon fights, but he He's just not. he can't stay in front of him. Yeah, and his lateral quickness. He so far away from the basket that Kawhi plays. Gordon, that's not his game. He can't be that far away from the basket. Um, and he's hitting some credit to him because he's hitting some tough ass shots. Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's taking some tough ones. That like he's his isolations take so many dribbles and so long. Yeah, that's why Kobe broke the shit down because he fucking he was like, "This is me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been putting in the work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. I can see that. The series is over, though. I mean... It's over, yeah. yeah. Maybe Orlando takes a game, but... Uh, they should have won... I don't even think so. They should have won one at home. I mean, they should have won... The first one at home... They're on game five now, right? It's yeah. It's 3-1? Yeah. The first one at home, they should have won that game. But, you know, they just collapsed in the second half, and then... This the whole game, the next game they collapsed. It's over. They're not gonna win in Toronto for to close it out. I'd be shocked. 
But um, somebody's gonna have to go crazy for Orlando. Yeah, they they they're not they're not deep enough for Toronto. You know, not deep enough with good players. Yeah, they have a lot of guys who can come in and contribute, but they're not good. Like Carter Williams, he comes in and gets some good shots off, makes some good passes, but he's not. He also makes a lot of bad plays. Of course, yeah, he's not. He's not good. He may contribute a little bit good stuff, but for the most part, he's a general minus for the uh, for the team. And then they lose so much when Ross, Augustine, or um, Vucevic isn't in the game. Their backup big man Birch or whatever. Yeah, he can't catch the fucking ball. He can't catch. He can't finish. He was he's slow, and Siakam and um, Ibaka they play at the five. They're so much faster than him. One dribble, jab step is he's out of there. Right. So yeah, that's not not much not too much to say about that one. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Brooklyn and Philly. Hmm. The battle. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brooklyn just doesn't have the firepower. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they they have guys who play well at times, and when they're clicking, they 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 look like they look like they have a bunch of guys who could get a bucket. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if D, if their guards aren't, you know, slicing through defense. Uh, which deloading does, which Dinwiddie does, uh, sometimes Levert does it. Mm-hmm. When when that doesn't happen for them, they're not as dangerous. Yeah, and their front court is just so thin. The front court is very thin. Yeah, it, and sometimes Ed Davis plays. Ed Davis is a decent backup, but they didn't have him last game, and right. Dudley is not a backup center. <laughs> Contrary as much to, as he tries to be. <laughs> contrary to the coach's coach Atkinson's belief, Dudley is not a viable backup oh center. Oh god. He was really trying to be an enforcer out there. <laughs> who who was their other big man they played uh that night? I'm trying to remember who Allen, it was. of course. No, nah, the their other backup. I thought someone uh, else came in backup. Oh, they were playing Hollis Jefferson at the center. Mm, right, right. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it, Karuk's, where was Karuk's? He's a fucking perimeter guy. He's not really a bang he's, down low. He's a power forward, though. He's 6'10". Yeah, but and, he starts, and you never see him get a fucking rebound. He didn't play last game. Oh. The, the thing is, the the big problem to me is that Brooklyn completely missed two opportunities at home easy and no mb the first game at home they should have won that game that should have been you know that was basically a charity and then um didn't have butler for almost three quarters of the second game they lost dudley but they didn't have butler another missed opportunity that's when they should have tried really hard to win the game when an all-star was missing from Philly's team, you know? Yeah. They didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, they allowed Simmons to get comfortable. Yeah, they did. Like, I understand, you know, backing off. and But when Embiid is not there, you, you have to 
You can't open up the paint. If you're op- if you're giving them room, you can't have the paint can't be open. Right. And with Embiid not there, I thought they kind of stuck to that same game plan. Yeah, and, and the other thing really is work. for Br- Brooklyn, first half they were going straight to the basket every time. Like Russell was going to the basket, but he kept missing layups. But they were getting all paint shots. Like their first I think I was counting like the first five out of six possessions were all shots from the paint. Then the second half they didn't do that anymore. I don't know what happened. They just stopped going to the basket. Dinwiddie comes in and jacks threes. And the thing is, Russell, although Levert and Dinwiddie are good and can score, Russell is really their only playmaker. Dinwiddie and Levert They're they're scorers. Right, they rarely look for anyone else's basket except for them, their own. And Russell mostly looks for his own too, but you know he still gets a lot of assists sometimes. He yeah, drives well, he and has, kicks. He has the ball a lot. Yeah, he drives and kicks sometimes, and he has that little lob to Allen. But Dinwiddie and Levert, they might as well put the third string in with Levert because there's no point in making your starters run laps. Because they're not going to get the ball. Levert is going for every basket, especially if he's hot. Yeah. Um. So, that's the thing. And Philly, Philly didn't necessarily play great either but, game. But their role guys are, are, have played a lot better since we talked about them. They have, yeah. Tobias like, definitely like stepped Reddick up on offense. has been actually productive. Tobias yeah. had that monster game. JJ had a monster game. Right. I don't know how they run the same play every time for JJ, and they still let him get off. I don't understand. He just well, moves. Yeah, but it's like the play. I learned that play, <laughs> the play where the two bigs come from the free throw line, go down, and set the um like an elevator, sc- like and they close the doors. No, no, no. They set the screen for the wing to come all the way around to the other wing and the two guards oh yeah 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 i got you all the way under the basket they where like the same... first guy gets to pick yeah yeah i got you when did we learn that play that's like yeah high school early high school right i learned it in middle school because i was usually that guard so i don't know how they get played with that same play jj comes off of it wide open you know turn around Kick out jumper, um, which they did a better job the next game with JJ. But then they focused so much on JJ, who's someone that can only beat you so bad. Then everyone else beat them. Tobias scorched them, and um, Embiid played good the next game without when Butler got ejected. Uh, so yeah, it's over, man. It's yeah, over. Yeah, another now. series I think will be over. Atkinson did a he didn't do a good job coaching this series in my opinion. I think but they're, I think, they're so limited that it's hard to blame him completely. Yeah, but the but my point was Philly was limited. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, I think game game 3 was huge. They they had a chance and they didn't get it. Yeah, and they were up when Butler got ejected. Yeah. And then they still lose by 20. I don't know. I don't understand. That's that's my problem with the coaching. Now, of course, he can't. He's not playing, right? 
coaches only can be held so responsible, but I I think they miss such a major opportunity from a coaching standpoint. And I don't understand how JJ gives you twenty four points. Joe Harris got to play better. Joe Harris was non-existent. Yeah, man. Pretty he's, much the whole series. He's a guy I praised. He ended the year. You know, he won the contest. He ended the year with the best percentage. Yeah. Uh, but he's been pretty awful. Wide open shots. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Like, when, when the shooters, if you're just not getting good looks, all right, you got locked up. You know, JJ gets locked up often. Mm-hmm. But when you're missing open shots, then you're fucking up. Yeah. And the problem is he does nothing else. Right. And, you know, J.J. doesn't either, but there's guys who are shooters that can, you know, Clay can go 0 for 11, but he plays lockdown defense. He'll drive, get a dunk every once in a while. Joe Joe does nothing. J.J. does nothing. So they can't do anything. They can't be missing shots that much or else it's, you know, it's a major problem. So, yeah. uh. <laughs> All right, next series. Which one you want to talk about next? Uh, we can talk about the game. The one that's going on right now. Bucks and Pistons. <laughs> I mean, Blake is amazing, Blake, man. Wow, Blake literally is limping to another, probably a thirty-point performance. Yeah. Like I, I think we said at the beginning of the year that Blake was going to be the best power forward in the East. Yeah, he's lived up to that. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him because, like, you just see he's he wants to play, he wants to fight. Yeah. But it's it's injury bug, man. It hits everybody. Yeah. I I wonder if if the Pistons can land a free agent. If they can land a free agent like Wing... Yeah. Or even uh I, I noticed Drew Holiday is a big deal. He's a free agent? Uh I don't know, but the New Orleans is gonna make him available, I saw. Uh for trade. They don't have anything to give. No, but if if they could find a way, like Drew Holiday would be a really good fit. Yeah, he would, yeah. Someone who they need I think they need someone who definitely can shoot, hit open threes because Somebody who can also put it on the floor, too. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, they don't need a, a point guard, per se, like a true point, because Blake runs point half the time. Right. And if Blake isn't running point, then you not, you're not you not using Blake, really, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you're watching. You just saw a point guard give it to Blake on, to bring it up court. Yeah. So, it, it would be weird, like, for a Kyrie it wouldn't be good. It would just be messy because uh, they'd have two point guards out there and Blake is the other one. Similar to the LeBron situation, how LeBron is with true points. Blake's making mm. one-handed <laughs> bounce passes. Yeah, it's weird. I, they the, could the get Bucks a really are nice just too, too good for them, though. It, yeah, just straight up. That's, like that's middle, really Who's stopping Middleton? Nobody. Nobody. Who's stopping Greek Freak? Nobody. No, and they have no they have no physical mis um physical matchup for Bledsoe. Yeah. Bledsoe's like forty pounds on Ish Smith. Right. And Red and Reggie Jackson, I've I've voiced my opinions on him. Yeah. 
God, stop trying to take layups on the Greek freak. Please. Bledsoe just let him go. <laughs> he knew better. Bro, Greek freaks, you, you keep driving for these dumbass layups. You're going to give them like 15 blocks. Right. My God. Yeah, they're, they're really small. The Pistons <clears throat> are small outside of yeah. Blake and um, Drummond and, and you know, Maker. And this is kind of a random thought because there's really not much to say on this series. Uh huh. Um, dude, Lopez to start this game, uh, just just a random play. He set a screen, rolled to about the free throw line, got the ball, faked a pass to the other side of the court. When it wasn't open, he literally did a Dirk one-legged fadeaway <laughs> and made it. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Milwaukee has done, but they have unleashed him. They did for sure. I'm I'm in utter shock in the kind of player he is. Yeah, I don't know who Budenholzer hired for their big man, their shooting coach or whatever. Yeah, dude, he's doing. He does everything they need. Like he he makes good plays. He's get he's getting shot blocks. Like when was the last time you've seen him get a block? He was in a Nets uniform. <laughs> it's just shocking to me that how good of a player he is. He's playing like Horford. I think Budenholzer, you know, gave him that whole Horford kind of... That's actually a good, good comparison, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. It looks like Budenholzer has the play set up how he had Horford, and that's where uh, Brooke is at. He's playing great, though. I saw some... Um, I heard... Um, uh, what's her? What's the girl's name on the jump? Rachel Nichols. Yeah, she was saying that um, a lot of people are voting for Bledsoe to be all defense. Mm. That's fair. Bledsoe's defense is crazy. Sometimes, he, I don't think I've watched the game when Bledsoe doesn't get a steal. I don't know how he didn't. He wasn't top five in steals because, like, watching, yeah. maybe his steals are just always spectacular because it's him dunking or a Greek freak running the break. So I, you notice them more, right? But um, yeah, he gets a lot of steals. He gets a lot of big defensive plays. Um, he played great D on CP in uh, when they played Houston. Yeah, for sure. And on Harden when they had that crazy masterful lockdown D that the Jazz. <laughs> we'll get to that. Tried to emulate. Let's just, let's jump right in. You got anything else on Milwaukee and Detroit? Uh no, I would like to see Detroit get this game. Uh huh. Just just to make it a little little interesting for a quick second, but there's just no way. It could, they could go off. I I honestly, it's hard for me to pick them to win this game, even though they're playing very well now. Yeah, they're playing about as well as they could play, and they're up six. When Blake comes out, the team is worthless. That's the problem. They're so awful. <laughs> some of the some of the guard and wing players they put out there, I yeah. I wouldn't even want them to play on the Wizards uniform. <laughs> it's crazy that Ellington is like their their best player. <laughs> I like Ellington. He's the only wing they have that I like. I li- I like Ellington a lot too. He's a good. He's he was a good pickup. He was yes. an underrated pickup because he can shoot. I mean, he's a great shooter at UNC. He's been a good shooter his whole career. Yeah. 
but um, it's just when they put like the guy they start at the three, and I know Glenn Robinson's hurt, mm-hmm. but the the guy they start, I've never seen him before in my life. Um, Bruce Brown. <laughs> yeah, he's a rookie. That's why I've never and like Kennard is nothing to me. Kennard Kennard can get a bucket. I told you last last podcast, Kennard can get off. He can. He can I mean, him. he can get a bucket, but. <laughs> Like, he's he not really impacting the game, right? game. Didn't last game he get off? Didn't he get off last he, game? He probably did. I think he had, like, I'm going to check. And then, like, Langston Gat, Like, they play Ish Smith and Langston Galloway. Yeah, he had 21 the first. He had 21 game one, 19 game two. Canard. He's a bucket. <laughs> Good for him. He's, like, the second leading scorer in the <laughs> series. <laughs> No, but when they put Ish Smith and, and, and fucking Langston Galloway out there, yeah, I'm like, y'all are not trying to win. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I think they. I think if they got a good, if they had Holiday and maybe one more decent wing, small forward, and Glenn Robinson and Reggie Jackson came off the bench and they started Ellington, the good guard, a good small forward, and then had their two... Big men, I think they would be set, which yeah. is a lot. Right. But it's really just a guard and a three, a s- actual starting small forward, not Glenn Robinson. As as much as I like Glenn Robinson, I don't want him being a starting small forward on any team. Yeah, he's. But that's it, man. Let's let's jump into the uh, Olay defense. <laughs> yeah, man, Utah is trash. Yeah, they they let me down probably more than, and there's another team who's been very disappointing. Uh huh. Uh, that you know wears blue, but we'll no get one's to been them. more disappointing than them to me. All right, to me, Utah has been the worst. But the thing is, I I didn't expect I expected Utah to win one of these games, but I definitely expected Houston to beat the crap out of them at least twice, but. Not in the way that they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I got to give Harden credit. And I know he's usually good in first rounds. Yeah. So it's not really like that much pressure on him. But he's he's controlling that fuck out the game. I didn't think Harden was going to get triple doubles. Like one triple double and two rebounds away from a triple double in the first game. I didn't think it was going to be like that. Like they were just going to let Harden destroy them. And they they're doing it, so they're just letting I I, yeah I don't know what they're doing. They have they're kind of getting exposed for their fake depth. <laughs> like remember what I said about Portland? I yes, texted you. Yes. Utah actually might be. Yes, that's exactly what my thought process was. If you take Mitchell and Gobert off root off Utah, they're. One of the worst teams in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, they, they can't... Like, watching them, I'm noticing... They can't afford to have Joe Ingles have a bad game. And, well, yeah, because when he plays good, he, like, is so much of their offense. Right, and that's what's crazy to me. Like, I don't expect Joe Ingles to play well every night. Right. And but with the way their offense is, it's like if he's not playing well, uh, there's really no space because Rubio's not really hitting shots. 
you know, Mitchell hasn't really hit many shots. Right, but he uh, only that that game two he played like really bad. But right, the, he he doesn't play bad, but he hasn't just he hasn't went off. But he yeah. can't go off every game except for last game he went off thirty four. Right. And and their bench is really like bad. Yeah, and I, I've said before, man, Mitchell needs help out there, serious help. They have no other threat on the court other than Mitchell. And Gobert is good, but he's not an offensive threat. Gobert doesn't make any post moves and, you know, right. None of their... dream shakes and stuff. Like, just... Ru- Rubio is another guy who who you, you're asking him to make so many plays. That's not his... I mean, he's not a... He's not a playmaker. Right, he's... like Rubio's a good point guard. I don't, I, I don't have a problem with him. Yeah, great. Passer. Wow, I'm, I'm sorry, Brooke Lopez. Just, <laughs> I just can't. It's just insane to me. Anyway, um, yeah, man, like you can't ask Rubio and Joe Ingles to be a huge chunk of the offense against a top tier West team. <laughs> when you say you can't ask, what are you saying? That. That's what they're asking them to do. Who? Utah. Like, that's what their offense <laughs> their looks like. Tra- oh, their offense. Okay, yeah. Because I'm going to say the team is just garbage. Like, they get a lot of sets where uh, Ingles comes off of, like, a pin down and he just goes. Yeah. And, like, he's you're asking him to make a play with Favors, who's not exactly the greatest of finishers. Right. Um, and it's just it just doesn't look good. Yeah, and Ingles really, I mean, Ingles has some, you know, some games there's that dude who really isn't good, but he just has a great shooting game, like yeah. a pickup game. That's what Ingles is, because Ingles really isn't a good one-on-one guy. No. I don't think he can be anyone else on the team one-on-one, but if he's hot, he's scorching hot. Well, they're smart, too, because they always have him going left. Like, they design plays where he's going to his strong hand. Yeah, and he does that little step back and yeah. that paused jump shot. He has that lagging. <laughs> yeah, this shit really looks like a glitch. Yeah, because people jump before he even like takes <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean. I just, yeah, it's it's frustrating how they've played. And their bench is again, atrocious. Again, they're asking Jay Crowder to be their sixth man. Yeah. If Jay Crowder isn't hitting spot-up shots that a an actual good scorer can create for him. What is he doing? And Mitchell is the only one that can do that. Right. And he, I mean, and the thing is there's no other team who only has one guy that can do that. Think about it in the playoffs. There's no other team. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, and you know, they're a good re- regular season team because they do their bench has a lot of energy most of the time. Right. But, you know, and they sh- so- they strap. That's what they've been known for. Trapping? No, like playing good defense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what Indiana and Boston like their series scores have been. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, that was what I expected Utah to do. Mm-hmm. Slow the fuck out the game. Don't let Harden just control <laughs> the and do anything he wants. Patrick Beverly's advice wasn't good. Uh, clearly not. Wow. <laughs> the Crowder doesn't guard him enough for. I mean, yeah, he that, him, I like, noticed for a that too. Possessions. It's usually Mitchell and Rubio out there, and he just sauces Rubio once again. 
Every year. Every 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 game. <laughs> every possession. <laughs> yeah, he's uh it's not good. They, Another they, series that's over to me. It's over, yeah. It's, Utah's just Utah can't come like they're not built to come back. No. And Mitchell no matter how much Mitchell gets off, the team just you know, they're still just outmatched. Because those guys who come off the bench, like Gerald Green would be like one of the better players on Utah. Yep. <laughs> and that's, I mean, Gerald Green isn't garbage, but that's definitely not saying anything good about Utah's team. I mean, their only, their only standout has been Royce O'Neal. Off the bench? Yeah, like, yeah. even watching him play well, I could still look at him and be like, dude, he sucks. They're not, they're not worried. They're not playing him that hard right. when he comes in. They could think it's a break, I think, because he comes in and just does whatever he wants. It was a cute little highlight he had on Harden, though, a little wraparound. Yeah. That was tough. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really all I have on, on that series. Yeah, that'll probably be over as we speak. All right. Um, San Antonio. Oh, you, you want to go to Boston and Indiana? Yeah, I mean, it ended. Over? Yeah. Anything to say about it? Um. I think I know they got swept, but this series was a, a closer than than a sweep, in my opinion. Yeah, you had to watch him. You had to watch the games because I said before the first two games, Indiana just shot terribly. Yes, especially that first game, and I mean they were playing great in the second half. They just missed everything, and the next game, same thing, and then the last two games. It just came down to them not having Oladipo at the end. Right. I think just, I I could guarantee this series would have went seven games if Oladipo was there. Yeah, it, it would have went more than four for sure. Because Boston really, like, they've played well and they've made good plays. Um, yeah. But they haven't dominated this series. No, by no means. They've dominated one quarter of every game. Right, and right. And, and that's won the game. The third quarter is the most important quarter in the game, usually. And the thing is, that's when Indiana played the worst every game. And in Indiana kind of, like, they co- they've come out every game to me, and they've had this energy, balls moving, mm-hmm. uh, different guys are getting looks. They have a great, they have a good bench. They have, they have a good overall roster. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like they don't have, they don't play scrubs, in my opinion. Like, who's a scrub that they play? Nobody. Corey. Me. I mean, Corey Joseph's a capable player. Yeah, I mean, he does what he's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. But they, um, to me, and especially in the second halves, their offense kind of fell apart, and they just started force feeding whoever's having a good game. Yeah, especially at home, they definitely did that. Right, and it's yeah. like Bogdanovich is great, and he's but, as a role player, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. But he's not a number one guy. Yeah, and at the end of the games, game three and four, they gave it to him like for him to yeah. play hero ball, and it was just it just looked terrible. And he has no athleticism, <laughs> no. which is the problem because usually it's Brown who's a freak. It's Tatum, who's a freak. Um, who else was guarding him? It, it's these guys, you know, Rozier, Hayward a little a f- bit, I think. Hayward, yeah, who's a lot more athletic than him. He's not a freak, but 
a lot more athletic than Bogdanovich, and he has to take them one-on-one to the basket. And one time he tried to do that wild reverse that got glued. Another time, you know, he had to stop, tried to stop on the dime, and they were right on it. He's just not athletic enough to play hero ball. That's not his game. Um, I, I, I was watching game four uh, yesterday. Yeah. And it was really boring because it was the one o'clock and like yeah, yeah. everybody kind of knew they were getting swept at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was over when Tyreek Evans started playing well and they just started playing through him. Yeah, I was just like, man, this team needs Oladipo so bad. <laughs> in in reality, though, he should be the guy they give it to at the end of the game uh, on this team. Without Oladipo, I would give it to Tyreek Evans. But but if he's but Tyreek Evans is so inconsistent, man. Like he'll have these flashes and he looked good. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, man, he's getting the strong layups to go. He's only going right, which he only ever goes, but it's working for him. But so and. He is consistent because sometimes, I mean, he is inconsistent because sometimes he's like not, I don't even know he's out there on offense or defense. Exactly. He just disappears. And there's too many, like he's too good of a player to just disappear for, you know, quarters at a time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When they get Oladipo back, they should be good. I think they'll, I think. I think they'll lose Wes Matthews and Tyreek Evans, but I think if they get another good pickup, I think they'll be fine next year. I think it'll be a good team. They still won't go anywhere in the playoffs, though. Even, but they'll they'll do what they did last year. I think Detroit is the only team they would have beat with this team. Um, without Oladipo, they would have the they, they took Orlando to seven and lost in the seven. <laughs> Lost uh, you're probably right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, um uh, I got to give credit for, for to Jalen Brown. He was, game three, he was amazing. Yeah. He was, he hit a number of shots that, to me, he never hits. And I've criticized him for being trash. And I still believe it, but he, he was great in game three. Okay. Shout out like, he Brown. was a huge reason why they won because nobody else for Boston really had a good game, right? So, yeah, and and that shows you that Indiana's is not playing good when right. Boston isn't playing good and they still win, right? Yeah, because Boston's not a team that can play bad and win most of the time. Yeah, like just just looking at Indiana, I knew they couldn't win. But I need yeah. a little more from Miles Turner. Yeah, you know, Miles Turner, I think Miles Turner has the potential to be really, really good. He is. He is really, really good? Yeah, but he just, like, some nights he's just not involved. Yeah. And I don't know what that is, though. I don't know right. if that's I, him I really don't the... know whether to blame McMillan, because I do notice uh, Turner fucking drifts on the perimeter so much. Yeah, he does. Like he just and looks his for those. Shot is not that good. Right, like it's he, good, he, he but he can it's... make it. But I don't want him shooting all fucking day. Yeah, it's he the same need as Embiid. Four threes, three threes a night. It's literally the same as Embiid. Let's not get crazy. I mean, 
like I know Embiid can hit a three if I'm leaving if I leave him out there. Oh, you mean like there's their shooting skills? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say Embiid looks to shoot threes. I think Turner is like, I'm out here, nobody's open. All right, I'm shooting this. I, I don't know. Times, sometimes he spots up when he's like, you could tell he's feeling it, and he just he's out there ready in shooting position. Yeah. But most of the time he doesn't. That's I think that's rare. But he, I mean, I agree though. He's way too far away from the basket, especially when Sabonis isn't in there because they have no rebounders. I just talked about how little athleticism Bogdanovich has, and who else is they? Oh, Thaddeus Young. No. Yeah, if I don't know, to me in Game Four, Sabonis played more than Thaddeus Young. Yeah, and if that's ever not the case, then Nate McMillan's fucking up. If Daddy's Young ever plays more than Sabonis, yeah, like, you're saying? And, and Sabonis plays poorly sometimes. Yeah, he um, does. But he is such a better offensive player than Thaddeus Young at this point. You think he's a better offensive player? Dude, have you watched Thaddeus Young like this year? Of course. Dude, he is trash. <laughs> like he only... Dude, he'll take five threes and only make the one that'll fucking... Like that doesn't matter, or the like the most meaningless one. Yeah, he'll only make the layup when it doesn't mean anything. He'll never finish when you really need him to. He'll fucking yeah. he'll turn it over at the worst possible moment. Yeah, like it happens often. No, you're right. You're right. And to it, me, he just and it's it's tough because I've I've seen him for a number of years. I know that he could pretty much do it all on offense. Yeah, but I think they're starting. They're falling in love with the fact that he can do it all. Because to me, at this point, he doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Like if he's hitting one three, he's not spacing the floor. If he's getting four rebounds, he's not really rebounding. Like he just has no impact, in my opinion. Sabonis should be starting over him. Sabonis should be taking like eighty percent of his minutes. Sabonis is really not a good defensive player is one problem, though. That's fair. Sabonis gets smoked on defense a lot of times. If it's anywhere past, like, the second hash mark, Sabonis has a crazy uh, disadvantage. Yeah, that's why they give him the canter clock. Yeah, I like his his, um, energy. I'm, I'm sorry. I just saw that Greek freak layup. I, I yeah. can't even. Yeah. Even Drummond is like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> this kid has had a number of just crazy plays. I can't even. I'm speechless. That was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sabonis, man. He. One, one Sabonis shot will be like money, mid range, and the next one is like a brick off the backboard. I don't know why that happens. It looks like he's shooting with his wrong hand or something like yeah. with, with his off hand. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm good on I don't want to talk about Sabonis that long. But yeah. shout out to the Celtics, man. They got the they Bucks next, thing, right? Man. They uh they still like you still gotta execute. They did. Yeah. And they actually look like a team with chemistry. The Celtics? Yeah. Yeah, they did. 
That's what, like, Kyrie wasn't fucking dribbling out the clock to get a bucket. You know what? One one thing about that, though, and I, I could be totally off on this, but I think that the fact that everyone had a mismatch <laughs> kind of helped them because normally when only one of them has a mismatch is when they struggle. Right. When they're, like, trying to force one mismatch or... When someone doesn't have a mismatch and then someone tries to go one on one and it's not working, I, yeah. I think man to man, everyone on Boston, the starting five versus the whole starting five on Indiana, everyone on Boston would win in one on one. Everybody, each position. I'm saying maybe not Horford just because he's not a one on one guy, but 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 he's a mismatch he can... in the context of like how they play. Right. Yeah. He's. In post up, he still give Turner. He if they started up from the um box, yeah, from the he, block, he'd give him a few hooks. Yeah, he, he'd work Turner, and Turner would get a couple blocks too. But um, I think but that helped. I think that helped them this time because sometimes it'll be only Kyrie has a mismatch, and then Brown is trying to take, you know, eight one on one shots, and then it, he doesn't. You know, he has, like, the best defender on the floor. Like, he's Kawhi yeah. is guarding him, and he's taking – trying to go one-on-one. And that's when their offense gets messed up. So, I think that it's more fluid when everyone can take everyone like they could. Yeah. So, it I guess give, we'll see. It did give a chance for uh, Kyrie and Rozier to kind of shine together. Yeah, which, it did. Which that might be to what you're saying because I really don't know if that's a good backcourt. Right. It's good against Collison and Corey Joseph. For sure. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not going to work against Bledsoe and Middleton. For sure. I agree with that. Is <laughs> So that's what they have next, right? Is Boston and Milwaukee, if Milwaukee beats uh, Detroit? So, yeah, they have Milwaukee. <laughs> is he going to wear the Drew Bledsoe jersey? Scary <laughs> Terry? I, I think the beef is done, but that would be pretty great if they did. He might do it just for fun. Probably only at home, though. Probably in, only when they go to Boston. Yeah, Bledsoe's got a challenge like to play Kyrie. Yeah. Even though he's probably not going to guard him the whole, you know, the whole series, but Who's he's... starting for Who's starting for Milwaukee right now at the 2? Uh I want to well Middleton I guess is the 3, so Brown. Sterling Brown has been starting? He started today. Uh, I thought okay. Tony Snell used to start, who's also fairly trash. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how what's going to happen there. It might need to be Snell for length on Tatum. And, right. I got um, you. I, well, I don't know. Brown plays pretty good defense, though. And Brown, Brown can make some shots, too. Yeah, yeah. He just won't make them work too hard. No one will at the two for Milwaukee, though, honestly. Unless they play big and have Miritich out there at the three, which I don't think they'll do. Middleton's we'll going to have to play well. Yeah, he is, for sure. Middleton's like, this series, he doesn't... Well, nobody on Milwaukee in this series really has pressure to play well. Yeah. But, like, because you know Greek Freak's going to eat. Nobody's stopping him. Yeah. But Middleton's a guy, like... You know what are we getting from him? Are we getting thirty-five point Chris Middleton, or are we getting where are you, Chris Middleton? 
Right. And Bledsoe has to be aggressive on Kyrie. For sure. Kyrie can't just be coasting with his shirt untucked all night. <laughs> uh, oh, that's the most, that's what he's at his most dangerous. Right, exactly. He can't be coasting like that. He can't be on that untucked game all night or else it's going to be a long night. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, San Antonio and Denver. We're working our way up to the <laughs> to the big one, but yeah. San Antonio and Denver. Do you have a lot to say about that one? Um, I think this is pretty much the one that everyone thought was the most even. I think. Yeah, they, they've gone back and forth. I mean, I'm shocked that Derek White. I didn't know he could do this. Yeah, but that I'm dunk. also I'm also shocked. Um, outside of game two, fourth quarter, I want to say, uh, Jamal Murray has been pretty fucking awful. Yeah, he has. Like, and he saved them in game two, so it's hard for me to say that. Mm-hmm. Because he did drop 20 in the fourth. Yeah. But he's, to me, he's been very bad, and he's been a big reason for why Derek White gets a lot of early uh, layup opportunities. Yeah. Like, even the outside of White's 36 point game, which was great. Yeah. Even when he's get, he gets the small 14 to 15 point games, he's super efficient. He's efficient and it opens up for the other Aldridge and DeRozan. Right. You, you know, the thing is, the reason why I said last time DeRozan and Aldridge being aggressive is a big deal, because everyone knows when Aldridge catches, catches it in the post, you have to double. You have to. Or else he's going to score unlimited amount of points. Or if you don't double, you have to at least hedge a little bit, right? So then um, when the role players get off, like White, when White gets 30, then now I can't hedge because I'm guarding White. So then Aldridge has more opportunities. DeRozan has more opportunities. You know, so I think San Antonio is showing that they have so many weapons that need to be defended. And I think Denver plays a lot of help, a lot of, you know, those little traps where those got Malik Beasley and Torrey Craig get all those breakaways from those mini traps they do. Yeah. You can't do that on San Antonio. There's too many weapons. You can't trap. If you leave Patty for a trap, it's, it's cash, cash money. If you leave Forbes for a trap, it's going 100%. in. 100%. White and and that's the problem I think for them because they really have to change their game to play San Antonio. There's too many threats. Well, it took I don't know why it took four games, but Jokic finally played really well. Yeah, you did in game yeah. four. And now that the series is coming back to Denver, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be like if he keeps playing well, I I mean I gotta assume they're gonna take this series. It's gonna be interesting, yeah. But he's another guy who could disappear at times. Right. And um, contrary to the Nets, the Nuggets definitely took advantage of DeRozan being ejected. They they made sure they got that game. After DeRozan threw the ball into the stands, yeah. the game was over. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with the fact that he got ejected. Oh, yeah, for sure. He should have got ejected. You know, yeah. I know it was tough. He didn't like you could kind of say that he didn't. He was just giving him the ball. Nah, but you just you can't do that. 
yeah he was it was so much way too high right for him to, it was obvious he was throwing it i don't think he necessarily meant to throw it into the stands though yeah. but or into the table wherever it went but he definitely was being yeah i don't think he was trying to be malicious with it but i again i understand why he got ejected yeah but and, and derosen happened... should know better than that for sure for sure and he should know that he's the overall best player on the team right. and he can't they can't win without him every game you know they may catch one but not in the playoffs they need him so and that obviously you see the score at the end of the game uh i don't even know how many minutes yeah it was the fourth quarter right he got thrown out i think so they, yeah so cost them the game there I don't, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that, really. Cause no, Game 5 even, is going to be huge. It is going to be huge. And it is going to be huge. It's a bit, I think it, it is a big deal that it's in Denver. Yeah. Because up to this point, home court really hasn't had an impact. But, like, if Game 5 was in San Antonio, uh, I'm going to assume Barton continues to play like garbage. But in Denver, he might, he might turn it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting the breaks they that they normally get. That's where Barton usually flourishes. Thrives, yes. Yeah, and they're not getting the breaks because at San Antonio's game they don't turn the ball over often. Um, all right, so the big one. Well, there's one other small one we could talk about. Oh yeah, no. Let, let's let's get through all of them because there's a lot to say on the big one. All right, Warriors Clippers. Yeah, it was it was fun. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the war. Well, first of all, before I'm it getting ahead fun. of myself, uh-huh. um, it's it fucking sucks that Cousins got hurt. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for him, I feel awful because um he's he's fought so hard to come back from such a massive injury. Yeah. Um. And was so successful coming back. Yeah, like, you know, he missed out on a payday to prove to people that he could fight back. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, it happens like that sometimes. The thing is, this is a much less serious injury, much easier to come back from, but uh, no surgery needed, which is really good. But, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for, as a fan, man. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the finals with him in it. I really did. I wanted to see him yeah. have a chance to win. He wanted to have a chance to win. Um, you know, he may get a ring, but it he's it sucks for him not to be able to contribute on the court. He's a fun guy to watch. Right. And he, he was having a really good year. It's frustrating. Like, he's going to miss out on another payday, and I hope this doesn't happen, but look what happened with Isaiah Thomas. Like he uh, missed, yeah. he got hurt, missed out on the payday, and was never the same. Yeah. And like you know, Achille, to come back from an Achilles is tough enough, but now it's the same leg. Mm-hmm. Another injury on that same leg. Like if if he gets another serious injury, it's gonna be tough. I don't think he'll miss out on a payday. This time, though, because I think the Warriors are going to have some open spots, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, you think the Warriors are going to be the one that pay him? No, I'm, I'm 
Not not like a max, but but they'll give him some money. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because did you see the sixty minutes interview? No, I didn't. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> KD's out of there. And Clay. Mm. They're out of there, dude. It, uh, for the listeners, they went to sixty minutes. Uh, the Warriors, and yeah, the whole Warriors team. So the Warriors. It, it was, was it was Livingston was in there, right? It was Livingston, Iggy, KD, Clay, and Steph, and they were sitting there, and um, <laughs> the interviewer asked, "Can you guys ever even imagine being on another team after everything you guys went through?" Steph started making jokes. Iggy started saying, "Yeah, these young guys they don't even know what it's like being on another team." Livingston started laughing. And for some reason, Clay and Durant were just looking off into the distance or <laughs> or looking down, like, awkwardly. Oh, man. Yeah, man. It, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, man. I was like, wow. That's really it. It's it. I've Last never seen run. anything, any visual evidence like that to show that it's over. I, it, you know, it's funny. Like, this is kind of a random thought. And, and they lost uh, game four, mm-hmm. you know, pretty convincingly. It, it wasn't a blowout, but they lost. Right. Um, and I, to me, it looked like Steph and Durant are either not friends or, have, like, it's, it's like they are, like, no longer, like, friends, honestly. I don't even know how else to put it. There was no type of connection between them of any kind no communication no celebrations with each other they never even looked at each other after like playing well together it just looked so uncomfortable wait you're you're talking about this last game yeah the game they won yeah okay yeah yeah it just looked really weird it's weird man it um Durant is a weird guy to play with man I, I can tell you can see it yeah you can see it. I mean, I I didn't notice it so much in OKC because I think Westbrook is such a dominating personality. Um, but Durant with these guys who aren't dominating personalities, it's it's obvious. He stands out more, I think. Um, I don't know though. It, it's it's gonna be interesting after the season. Yeah. See what happens. I'm I'm more concerned with uh, they're playing Houston in the next round, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to be an easy series for them. Oh no, no way. You know, Warrior uh, Rockets are ready. Yeah, they are. And this is the best the Rockets have looked. I mean, shit, it might be ever. Yeah, especially this year. Like, Chris Paul's, I mean, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. If he's going to lose, he's going to be there for every game to lose. Right. You know what I mean? And if he's there for all seven or six or however many this series goes, uh, I really, they have a legit chance to pull it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially, man, the Warriors fucking kill me. And they've done this, you know, this has always been an issue for them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to point out issues when you're fucking winning championships every year. Yeah. But they are so careless with the fucking ball. Yeah, they are. Oh my god, it hurt. like I know it's 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 a fun and the ball moves and everybody's getting touches. They try to be so spectacular yeah. all the time. Yo, Curry fucking kills me sometimes. With the behind the back pass. Yeah, with the... the cute little wrap arounds or the fucking play play around with it and throw some bullshit. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And it's it's like everybody else is starting to do that shit. Yeah. Like Draymond throws lobs that are trash sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you got Clay sometimes tries to make some crazy passes. Yeah. It's just Durant's, you know, Durant's more of a scorer, but He'll try to, like, a weak-ass dump down to Looney or some shit. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. you just shoot the fucking ball. Yeah, they, you know, they try so hard to get everyone involved, too. Like, McKinney doesn't need to take any shots. Let's be real. Like, I know they want him to. Like, you know, it's all fun. They want him to be a threat. Right. But they don't need him to be a threat. <laughs> so he shouldn't be. Ever. Yeah, layups and yeah, dunks. Yeah, like I'll cool, give but... Quinn Cook is a capable offensive player. Yeah. So like I don't mind like and Quinn Cook usually takes good shots. He does. Um, but McKinney's like I agree with everything you said. He's just awful. Looney doesn't need shots either. Looney, Looney only gets shots when their offense is is working. Right. Like when their yeah. offense is running and you know they're getting the back doors and the. The cuts off the post and all that shit. Yeah. That's when Looney's getting all the all the dump downs, all the cleanups. Yeah. That's when he's at his best. Right. But he should never just touch the ball to try to score. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um Shout out to Montrezl. God, he's fucking eating. He is. Oh, I want to talk about this too. Do you really think that adding someone to the Clippers is like gonna make them put them over the top, over the hump? I don't know about over the top. I think they're gonna regress next year. Even if they do add, like I think if they get one guy, I think they'll be in the same position. Like they'll be six, seven, eight. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Because I I don't like this narrative that oh all they need is Durant. And they're dangerous. Right. No. The thing is, most what a lot of people don't understand, and what I, I've been in the situation, I've seen it happen often. When you add a score to a team where everybody eats, in the <laughs> words of Bradley Beal. All of a sudden, a lot of those guys aren't eating. Exactly. It ruins the whole dynamic of the team. It may not ruin it, but it changes it. We see. For example, when Kyrie came back to Boston in the beginning of this year, it it changed everything. Right. They weren't the same team that they were in the playoffs for most of this year. Now, they recovered from it because Kyrie was, you know, they he's on the team. He's been there already. But um you know, it's it's not the dynamic is not easy to just add a star to a team ever to a balanced team. Um one example too is um, when Atlanta had that bomb squad, where like, you know, quote unquote bomb squad, where Corver and Teague were all stars that year. Yeah, sixty wins. 
Yeah. Yeah, Carroll looked like a fucking all-star, too. Right. And uh, Joe Johnson left that team, right? Yep. That's when everyone was eating. Yep. When Joe was there, though, it, was, it wasn't working. It, it was Joe and everyone else eating a little bit. You know, everyone else got half a plate, and Joe got a full plate. Yeah. And once once he left and everyone got full plates, it was different. And, you know, obviously it's the reverse, but it, it's the same thing when you add it to a team, especially like when you're taking shots away from Lou, when you're taking shots away from Montrezl, you know, who is Lou if Lou's not taking the most shots on the team? Yeah, Lou needs the ball. Of course. And and he, he knows what to do with the ball, so it's not like I'm just – He's an inefficient. No, he'll he needs the ball. Yeah, like you'll win games if you're giving Lou Williams the ball. Yeah. Another example is Carmelo coming to the Rockets. Disaster. Complete disaster. Yeah. Because Carmelo obviously needs his shots. He's only good at scoring, and it didn't work. It was a hot mess, and Harden needed to have MVP record-setting season to repair that damage. Just 13 games of damage. <laughs> and he had to average almost 40 points a game to fix it. He it, did, though. Give him credit. He did. Absolutely. Um, You, yes. know, you know what I hate? What? Before, because we got to get into this last series. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hate when Durant cooked in game, uh, what was it, I think, Three, we had the thirty-eight or whatever. Yeah, I think it was three. Um, it was two or three. They were they were talking about how like, oh, is he the best player in the league? And he's he surpassed LeBron. It's crazy. Like, yo, he has such a luxury to be able to get strapped up for two games by a fucking six-foot point guard. And then, he, oh, he cooks in game three. All of a sudden, he, he surpassed LeBron James. He's not even the best player on his team, honestly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It is so disrespectful that they don't – everyone doesn't acknowledge that Curry is obviously the best player on the team. Right. And there's such an, there's such an asterisk when you want to get compared to the top-tier players. Those guys were required to go off every night. Yeah. They were like no matter how good Miami was in the early like 11, 12, 13, like yeah. LeBron had to go off for them to win. The, right, exactly. Like Kobe yeah, maybe, have, even had Kobe to had 80 to eat. sometimes. Even Kobe had to eat when Shaq was there. He did. Yeah. So like he has such Durant gets such a luxury that none of these other elite players get. Durant isn't even honestly he's really not the go-to guy on the team right and that's the that's really the big luxury it is for me because all of the guys you named were the go-to guy on the team right Kobe no matter who else is on the team guess who's getting the ball in the fourth quarter it doesn't matter who else is there it doesn't matter right but I wouldn't give Durant the ball in the fourth quarter on this team because he makes plays for no one but himself no one yeah, and, and Durant's, uh, you know, probably the best finisher in the game. So, yeah, he's catching threes. He's catching the fucking pin downs. Like, that's that's light work for him. He should get 38. Right. 
Easily. It's Because fr- he really doesn't have to dribble me. to get his shot. Yeah, it he really did. frustrated me that they started praising him. Like, oh, we know this is who Kevin Durant is. Like, dude, he still got strapped for two games. He's playing. He's being a role player on Golden State. Thank you. Really. Dude, he could get 50, and he's still, like, a role player. Like, he's finishing everybody else's plays. What makes him any better than Clay right now, honestly? Just he's getting a little little bit more touches in the mid post. That's it. Right. Because Clay gets – Clay's had, like, four 40-point games this year. And and dribbled like eight times total, right? And all four combined. So it's like, whatever, man. I, I don't, you know. I've t- said I'm a Durant hater already on here, so I don't, I'm not gonna go too deep into it again. But I really, I really hope Houston exposes them. <laughs> because you want them to beat them or just expose expose them. them. But you want Golden State to win. Well, no, I want the Rockets to win. I mean, I want okay. the Clippers to come back and win. If you we're just being don't want honest. the Warriors to win? Hell no. <laughs> no, but they're they're really a flawed team. Like, I know they're fucking a dynasty, but this yeah. year they're they're flawed, and the Rockets probably are have the most firepower they've had Right. on top of the fact that they're actually defending now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. Durant is not a good – he's – I don't know why people will say they want Durant on their team all the time. Durant, don't come to the Knicks, man. Please. <laughs> do not come to the Knicks. Go to the Clippers. Stay, yeah, stay out there. Yeah, with the Clippers. Out west. Yeah, don't come to the Knicks, man. We'll get Zion. We'll get Kyrie. We'll take Cousins. Oh, I don't want Durant. Durant is going to be such a... <laughs> we, think, we think the Knicks have drama now. Oh, Jesus. When Durant comes, drama city. <clears throat> yeah, so. All right. Let's get to the most exciting series <laughs> for multiple reasons. Good and bad reasons. The Blazers There's a and lot the of themes I want to cover Okay. with this series. Oh, you were you were looking forward to this, huh? For sure. Okay, let's get it. Um, well, f- first thing, PG's hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, I don't know if both shoulders are fucking up now, but the the one is definitely messed <laughs> one up. One of them is is definitely messed up, yeah. And he's he's managing to still have decent games, with right? It. But but you can see just how he's shooting the ball, how his his shots are coming off the rim. That it's just something is wrong. Yeah, or they're either tight or they're hurting. Yeah, he's I mean, got like sometimes he'll shoot the ball with no rotation. And it'll look mm-hmm. like it's dropping. It'll, you know, go in and out in some crazy way. Like, if his shoulder was fine, that would not be happening. Right. I don't know. I don't understand why players don't just play with the injury. I mean, don't say they have injuries and that they're going to play. I know people say it's like they're making excuses before they even go out there. I'm like, okay, so what? I mean, like, he still has a decent game yeah. or a good game. But it's obvious he's hurt. You should just say it. Because now we're questioning, and or he's either trash or he's just, you know, we're all figuring out what's wrong with him. Like he got space jammed. He's not playing that bad, but I get what you're saying. It's definitely obvious. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What's the next theme? Um, well, I want to say, because Russ is the big one, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about Portland for a little bit. What, what do you see from Portland? Um, Portland has great leadership, number one. Um, Damian and CJ McCollum are the best backcourt in the league. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's getting lost um, with all the Westbrook criticism and then all the Dame praise. Yeah. Uh, I really think it's getting lost at how good McCollum is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's shocking to me how nobody has mentioned the fact that he carried them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, he's had a number of big games. He's just coming off a knee injury. Mm-hmm. He's, he's played great. Dude, he's been huge. He hit yeah. such... In this series, to me, in the games they've won... Mm-hmm. He hits like Reggie Miller type shots, like the in what the, way? Like the backbreakers, like oh, the yeah, oh yeah. you strapped for twenty two seconds, but then he, Stephen Adams was just a little back, and all of a sudden he's rising up and hitting the three. That's what he does though. He's a great one on one scorer, right? For sure, that's his game. Yeah, he's and he. I love that he he uses uh, so few dribbles to get to where he wants to go. Yeah, he does. Like he's the a great like teaching kind of player, and and his ball handling is underrated. Yeah, for sure. He's got crazy handles. He's has top ten handles in the league to me. He's um, also as far as flash. He's also to me one of the most efficient like between the paint and the three kind of scorer. Mm-hmm. Like he's got yeah. so many floaters, so many ways of getting open. Uh, yeah, he's like sometimes he, he's got that. Like, he's not really creating space, yet he's getting really open somehow. He gets his, he gets as much space as he needs. Right. Yeah, he doesn't need so much, so yeah. he doesn't get it. He, he gets exactly what he needs. And he's also, he's got that Kobe thing of he's a great contested shooter. Yeah, he you is. You know, obviously he doesn't make more than he misses, but he, he hits so many shots that are just not open. Right. Yeah, um, but the other does. thing for Portland, uh, Dame has been great, mm-hmm. uh, and he's outplayed his matchup pretty easily mm-hmm. uh, in three of the four games. But um, some of their role guys have really stepped up. Yeah, that, that's one thing I was going to say is that I think Portland, maybe more than any other team in the playoffs, they know what they can do. As individuals, everyone there knows, like, they've shown that they have limits and they're sticking to their limits for the most part. Not everyone, but for the most part on their team is like every game looks very similar because everyone does the same thing every night. Like sometimes, like we were saying with Indiana, some nights Tyreek Evans is taking 30 shots and then the next night he's... He takes five shots, and Turner's taking eight threes, and some nights he just doesn't take any threes. Yeah. But, like, Portland, everyone does the same thing every night. They're so consistently um, doing what they do best, I guess. Yeah. Because they're not always playing great, but they stick to their game. Everyone plays within themselves on Portland. Yeah. And I think that really helps them uh, know each other better, opposed to OKC, because... They got guys who are all so spontaneous. Ferguson is the ultimate spontaneous. Well, I'll, I'll discuss OKC. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I want to. I didn't know Mo Harkless was this good of a defender. Yeah, that's that's why he plays. Uh, and I know he's like PG. <laughs> PG is is hurt, like we said. But like yeah. Harkless does a good job of keeping him in front, which is hard to do. I mean, healthier hurt. Yeah. You know, PG's a crafty ball handler. Yeah, um, one of the most crafty at his stature, I would yeah. say. He's also got a good knack for getting blocks. Yeah, he does. Uh, which is a good good He's quality good, to have. Really good length. Long arms. Yeah, no, uh, he can hit shots, though. Like you said, he's trash, but... As threes, though, he can't. No. I mean, he, he made takes... a number of them last game. He did, but... That was the only game. <laughs> He made a couple. Yeah, he gets I was, a lot of those wide open corner threes. He's a three and D guy, so when he gets the threes, he just doesn't emphasis, finish the threes. Emphasis on the D. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I was also shocked at how well uh, Aminu played yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, like he was hitting contested shots, too. Yeah. Like, he was catching yeah. the ball. He wasn't open, but because he was in rhythm, he was just rising up. Mm-hmm. I was just like, he played really good for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 19 points is, I mean, that's a 40-point game in his standards. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. <sighs> uh, but, you know, we got to get... Terry Stotts is doing a great job, too. He is, yeah. Um, and they're really trusting... Lillard's leadership mm-hmm. is is clear. Who is the um, most prominent figure in the gym? And is Lillard? I mean, you can see it in the bench, on the court. His attitude. He's very serious, very poised. I love. I love that on. he completely ignored uh, Schroeder's trash talk. <laughs> Did you see Schroeder with the towel? Yeah. <laughs> I love that he ignored that shit. Yeah, yeah. And did you see what he said in the press conference? What Lillard said? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, they asked him if he saw it, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I saw it. I just I thought it was pretty funny that they waited till the game was pretty much out of reach to start doing that." Oh but, yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I think I did see this. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, it's cool. Whatever." I'm I'm happy he's doing well, man. Cause you know we're gonna talk about a guy who's been getting exposed. But Lillard was was the guy getting exposed last year. I didn't forget. Right. He was yeah. fucking trash, and Holiday was killing him on both ends. Yeah. You know, so he's but he's he's having a great series. Yeah, he's had a great series. Yeah. And even what's crazy to me. And I don't think this is his first year, but he's only gotten like he's gotten this good in the last few years. But he has good games even when he's not shooting the ball well. Yeah, like Lillard three four years ago, if he's not shooting the ball well, he's nothing. Like a couple. <laughs> I don't know about nothing. I mean, dude, I, got you. I think it was like maybe four or five years ago. They remember they played Memphis. And Memphis, uh, like, ex- completely fucking strapped him. This might have been more than f- four years. Lillard's only been in the league, like, eight years, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been in the playoffs, like, every year except his first. Yeah. But it, no, I, I think I think they he did make it his first, and then... No, I remember, because they lost, 
They lost like 15 straight to end the year. Oh yeah, trash. Um, the, he had the game winner his second year. Yeah, yeah, against legendary the one for Rockets. Him. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny about Lillard. Like he's had some great playoff runs, and he's had some terrible ones. He's had. He's only had one good team. That's. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, Yo. and they all abandoned him. Shout that out year. to Blake Griffin. Inspired yeah, basketball out there. He's eating. Um, all right, let's get into fucking OKC. We've praised Portland enough. We've uh, given PG the excuses he probably deserves. Um, I think you have a lot more to say about him than I do because I've already expressed how I feel about this matchup. Well, go ahead. You got it. Uh, you know, funny thing is I told you uh, before the game yesterday – uh, and I, it's not a direct quote, but I basically said something along the lines of this is the kind of game where Westbrook shows up. <laughs> that is the exact quote. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I said that and I believe in that, but I was shocked at how right I was. That's fair. Like, it's almost like I was a fucking prophet because he was, <laughs> I mean, he was his peak at his peak worst yesterday Mm -hmm. because he didn't shoot the ball well, but it just, it was so uncomfortable watching him play poorly and the way he tries to play out of shooting slumps. And how was that? Just, he doesn't change his game at all. Right. Like it's, it's so cringy. They come down the court, and and I noticed this yesterday more than anything, but I'm sure it happens all the time, and I've seen it happen. Yo, uh-huh. I swear Westbrook presses um, whatever combination of buttons it is to call a quick isolation on 2K. <laughs> I think it's L1... <laughs> Uh, down arrow. Yeah, like you remember how you, when, when your my player gets good, you say "fuck the plays." I'm just gonna go off. Yeah, that's what he plays like to me. He always does that though. But man, it was just so, it was so noticeable yesterday mm-hmm. because he was playing bad and PG only like he was playing bad when they needed him to play well, and it yeah. was just them coming down. There was no fucking offense. Like, I don't care how great of a player you are. If if all you do is run, pick, and roll, you're not winning a fucking championship. You mean uh, on Westbrook's part? Yeah, like, it, it <laughs> kills me. It's either he comes down and he tries to ISO, and his ISOs have gotten uglier and uglier. Because he's not really, like, shifty... So guys are starting to do a much better job of staying in front of him. And he ends up just jacking awful mid-range jump shots over the top of defenders. Yeah. Like, dude, you've been in the league for a decade. or Almost a decade. Yeah. At this point, you can't tell me that he needs... Billy Donovan's out there doing nothing. And you could criticize him all you want. But you're talking about a point, a starting point guard for ten years, who's who has, clearly has not changed. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's because PG's hurt, 
or if it's just he was faking us out all year long. Dude, I'm telling. This is who he is. It's, he didn't fake me out. This yeah, is what I've. I, this you, is what I've seen. You were right. And Lillard just straight up took his heart out and stepped on it in this series. The whole series. Even the game that Westbrook had one more point than him, they shot like the exact same percentage. He didn't like eat against Lillard. He just had one more point. And, you know, the rest of the team, Schroeder had 17 points off the bench and no one had over eight points off Portland's bench that game. So, I mean. You talking about the game they won? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like you're not like uh, Westbrook came out and was just bodying Lillard every every play, you know. Like Lillard said, they didn't really. I mean, it was just a it was just different energy first night in OKC. I get that, but Westbrook, man, he's just playing against better competition. He's playing, you know, arguably the best top three guards in the league, you know, every night which isn't something he normally does. Now he actually has to try to win the game and not just is less about stats. Has he does he have a triple double in the in this series? I want to say he does. He's been close every game. Yeah, he's had a lot of assists every game. It it just um, he it shocks me that a guy who's been in the league for 10 years it watched his team uh you know slowly get out of reach and he couldn't realize, oh, you know what? I'm not playing well. I need to either get my guys involved more or I need to take better shots. He's not He's not a leader, man. That That's whole second team. half, it was a long second half for an OKC fan, I can imagine. But <laughs> right. it just, the I was is- waiting for the, the realization, like, I could get a good shot here. He's even gotten to the point where, and I used to praise him for this, when when KD left that first year, he yeah. did he did something really cool that uh, slowed him down, which was he would come down and he would post up. Uh-huh. His first instinct was to get in the post, mm-hmm. and his that first year it was he used it so well. He got Adams a ton of easy looks. He got a ton of layups, a yeah. ton of like ton of like free throw line and even closer type shots. Mm-hmm. And that was Donovan's second year. Um, I think it yeah, because this for I think rookie year. No, I think Donovan had Durant one year. The one. Oh, you talking about? I'm left. tripping. You talking about Billy Donovan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it was Donovan's year. second yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. and I thought that was really well. Like that was a good thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. But even when he does it now. It's like he doesn't know what to do with the ball. Like, first of all, he's an awful shooter, and anybody on planet Earth who's watched an OKC game can tell you that. Right. Even when he shoots well, you could tell he's not a shooter. Right. Um, but he should never on planet Earth ever take a fucking one-legged step back. Right. And what's worse is not only is it a one-legged step back, it's a come down the court, dribble for 15 seconds, nobody touches the ball. Nobody, not the fucking uh, third candidate in MVP, not the solid big man that can finish, not the super athletic 3 and D guy who's exceeded all types of expectations. 
None of those guys touch the ball. Not even not even your debatable six-man point guard. Right. But you come down, you dribble for 15 seconds, and that is the shot you get? Dude, it, I this was is... done right there. That was like early in the third quarter, too. And this is my problem with Westbrook. He gets assists, but he's not a good playmaker. He's not. He gets assists, you know, but it's because he gives it to the open man. You know, he feeds it inside. Nice um, rolls from Adams and stuff, but he's not a playmaker at all. He doesn't drive and get someone open, draw defense. That's not his game. He's, he's a guy, um, and inside the NBA guys talked about it. Uh-huh. Um, he's a guy who, when a play gets called for Russell Westbrook, he doesn't. I don't think he realizes that it's for OKC to score. Right. He doesn't play to win, man. He really right. doesn't. He's, yeah. He I mean, at, all today, all I've heard is the criticism of that he's just not a winning player. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to play the way he did yesterday, man, it just it shocks me because he's been in the league so long, so L- look- long. I like to make this distinction for people who are, you know, casual fans of basketball but don't understand the point guard position. There's a difference between good point guards and good players that play point guard. It's a big difference. Huge. Like, CP, um, Chris Paul is a great point guard. Westbrook, he's a really good player that plays point guard. Kyrie is a great player that plays point guard. Steph, good player that plays point guard. He's a pretty good point guard, but he's not a great point guard. That's not a, he didn't even play point guard until he got to the league. Um, Kimba, great point guard, uh, score good score, but he's a good point guard. It's a big difference. And Westbrook tries to like put one foot in both, and that's not a, he doesn't shoot well enough to do that. He's not a good enough scorer, consistent scorer to do that. He's really just a freak athlete most of the time. Helps him, you know, even be on either line is his athleticism. Yeah. Skill-wise, he's not good at either. He's not a good point guard leadership-wise, skill-wise. It's just, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I don't want to sound like a Westbrook hater because I'm not. I like Westbrook, but... People have to look at it, look at his game, how it really is. It's not always what it seems. And you can see now in the series, in the playoffs, that it's pretty messy most of the time. Yeah, man, I think it's just frustrating to me that a guy who's been in the league so long, and I agree with all the stuff you said, but it's how does he not know how to get out of a shooting slump? Like, it seems honestly to me, when he shoots poorly, he doesn't care. And that that shocks me, as you've been a point guard your entire NBA career. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like casual fans have criticized him, uh, sports analysts are all, like, you know, hardcore fans. I know damn well Oklahoma City has, like, been on his ass... In certain like, when they watch film and when they look at you know certain situations, like yo, you could make make a good play here, make a good play there. 
like he's toxic, man. He really is. He's really about himself. It's starting to seem like he is. I mean, again, I've said I've been saying this for a long time, and people, you know, think I'm crazy for saying it, but they have to make a choice. OKC has to make a choice eventually. Westbrook can't. Westbrook is not the team to take them to the promised land. I mean, he's not the player to take them to the promised land. Not the leader. Yeah, he can win MVPs all he wants. He can get his stats. That's cool, but it's not about winning. He's not getting his stats to win. Obviously, obviously not. Yeah, I. It, or else he would get them every time he played and when they won. Because he gets them sometimes when they lose, and sometimes they lose, and he's not even close to getting a triple double. Sometimes, but it's, it's because he's not. When he's trying to win, he can't do it. He can go get a triple-double. If you said, hey, man, just go get a triple-double, he'll do that. Easy. But win every game? Just like my player, like you said. On my player, it's easy to get triple-doubles every yeah. night. That's like the point of being my player. But winning every game, like on legendary mode or whatever? Yeah, you got to get you know, other guys going, too. Right. And that's not, that's not his game. It's not. And to have a player like PG on your team and your OKC and he's not being utilized... You're wasting money. And, and there was a point yesterday where I thought PG almost was getting into that Russ kind of mindset of we're struggling. I just I, I need to do whatever I can to get my team out of it. Yeah, but it, you get that when you don't know if you'll ever get the ball again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just... And that happens on... That's one reason why 76ers lose sometimes. Okay. Because yeah. Embiid goes on these runs where it's like Embiid gets the ball every play and then someone else comes in and takes some wild shots and like well you know they're like well I gotta get mine somehow yeah and PG obviously should be more seasoned than that but you know if you're sitting there watching Westbrook do it what what else can you do when you get it I gotta figure something out I gotta be the leader on the team who he should be the leader on the team he should be the go-to guy He's the best all-around player, you know. Um, but, like we said, he was hurt, and it, it's a lot going on. Yeah, obviously. man. I mean, well, I guess we should have expected this, considering uh, an average NBA point guard exposed him last year. Right. And now a top-tier point guard's doing it. Yeah. And he's got to... Dude, I'm really starting to get annoyed with his, like, hatred of the media. Oh yeah. Next question. Like, yo, it's cool if if you the best running back in football and, you know, you're you're a private guy and you you have like an anxiety thing of talking to the media. Mhm. That's great. Right? But if you're fucking up, <laughs> if you're fucking up, don't don't go out there and and try to like be rude and and fire it back at the media that's you think is criticizing you unfairly or fairly. Don't don't own up talking about I gotta play better. I gotta play better. That loss was on me. And then a, a game after one good game, you basically lose the whole fucking series. <laughs> right. Get out of here, man. He doesn't have the right he doesn't have the right to, to do that, I think. I think it's disrespectful, and I'm not even, like, a media person. Like, I don't give a shit if guys give them any real answers. Go out there and give them 
a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the truth. Right. Yeah. Like, bro, I've, I've heard countless times, oh, we just played as a team. Oh, we just, my guys do a great job of fucking uh, getting me open looks. Like, man, Kobe Bryant shouldn't be saying that every night. That's not the case. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't understand why he's being disrespectful. And it just, it makes it so much worse because he's doing it when he's playing like shit. Right. It just makes him look like a fucking asshole. He is one. And now he's got PG doing that shit, too. Yeah. Like, PG's starting to get feisty with the media. Bro, I hope we don't look back on this in two years when PG's two years older and, and getting into, the like, the later part of his career. Yeah. And just, he's just wasted his time there. That's what, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're wasting, you're wasting him. You're wasting your money if you're OKC. It's just a... You know, it's just a mess. I'm glad PG didn't go to LA, but I definitely didn't want him at OKC, man. It's it's just like I said, Westbrook is toxic. He's toxic to the whole team. He's toxic to the organization, to the media, everything. You know what's toxic is also he's to me, in my opinion, he's shown flashes of like I know that I could take a step back and let my teammates eat sometimes. Yeah. And I know I could just have an impact with my energy and not necessarily having the ball every play. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, he always comes back to that. He, That's his you know default what, mode. You know what another thing is? If you look at some of the game winners that Paul George has hit from Westbrook's assist, they weren't like he wasn't finding Paul George. Paul George has hit a remarkable shot right like the last one i think it was was it houston that paul george hit that one yeah paul george was really not open (laughs) there was no play westbrook tried to go one-on-one and he just couldn't he broke down and just gave it to paul george in like a terrible position and paul george just made it like it's it's not like it's not like westbrook says i need to get PG, you know, I need to get Paul open. Let me see what I can do. No, it's like, I'm going to try to do this, and if it doesn't work, oh, Paul George is there. <laughs> Watch it. it and listeners, go look it up. It's been most of the game winners this year. I think one time <laughs> it was when, like, PG had, like, 40. He just gave it to PG, right, to go one-on-one. I think that was against Milwaukee. But Yeah, I remember he had a one against Brooklyn, too. Yeah, Westbrook, is, he's not, like, coming out here – Making sure the play is ran for him is a lot of times it looks like an accident to me, or it yeah, looks like I I really he he looks like an incredibly selfish player, and like you said, he's shown the fact that he is one, but yeah. it's just it was so highlighted yesterday. You you see why players <laughs> consider him overrated now? <laughs> yeah, players are right today, man. I gotta <laughs> give them their their credit. And the thing is. We see the highlights, right? You know, um, we don't see every highlight Thunder play. We don't, see, but we definitely will see the Westbrook's best games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, they may play the Suns on a Tuesday night, and Westbrook may play that garbage, and we just never see it. Um, we could look up the stats, but the players see it. All the players they know every, they know all this stuff, right? They text each other. Yo, man, I guarded Russ last night. You know, held him. 
He shot 10 for 35. You know, they tell each other stuff like that. So they know so much more than we do as far as, like, the games. Yeah. We only see them when they play other playoff teams for the most part. Yeah. I was, it was just, it was, I'm so shocked at what I saw yesterday. <laughs> like, I literally, I I got off my phone, and I was, I'm not even a fucking Oklahoma City fan. I'm not even you're, a Russ fan. You're a Russ fan. Like, no, he's an exciting player. I, he's must watch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have any special, you know, affection towards him. Yeah. Um. But, man, I, like... I swear to God, Terrence Ferguson uh, came down the court and got in the corner and did nothing the entire time he was out there. Right. He literally, he came, he played defense. He probably got scored on a lot of the time. A lot. Um, Every single play he got scored on or got a stop or whatever, it just was out there. He yeah. would come down, get in the fucking corner, and and never move again. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. I, yeah, he's trash. I think he's awful. But you he gotta is. get even the shittiest players gotta get involved somehow. Yeah, man. It, I mean, and he's missing shots, and they're like, "Oh, man, he's like Ferguson's got to contribute, dude." How do you expect a guy? That literally just comes down to sit in the fucking corner all game long to hit shots. How do you expect them to have any rhythm? Right. right. I hated everything I saw. Steven Adams was getting locked the fuck up by Ennis Cantor. Like, nobody mentioned that either. He knows his he knows his place. Like Steven, what's up? Place. You're like three hundred fucking fifty pounds. Yeah. You can't you can't drop step? You can't hook? Right. Yeah, man. Uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, really. About as, as far as Adams goes, that's his game, though. It just uh, I hated everything. I mean, Markeith had a decent game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I kind of forgot. He he doesn't get a lot of minutes. No, like he he could get more. Well, he was hurt for a while. He had the the thing that kept him out. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something weird. Yeah, because yeah, he he didn't get signed right away because of that. Right. Um. But yeah, man, their roster like even their roster sucks, and I get it. But there's just even even rosters that suck don't just give the ball to their best players and just run nothing right like that's what was shocking to me they were their offense was trash it was just pg and russ taking awful iso shots and it never changed yeah like that's that makes no sense yeah i think they're best when Schroeder comes in and gets you know some I won't say he gets shots off, but when he comes in and is aggressive. They let him attack. That's what I like. Yeah, when he gets to attack, they usually play better, I think, yeah. honestly. Um, not saying that they play better with him than Russ. I'm not saying that, but I think it flows differently because he doesn't really take a lot of bad shots. He may take tough shots, but not bad ones. Yeah. 
he doesn't take shots that like throw the whole uh energy off in the game. The momentum. He doesn't do that. It's been fun to watch though, man. It's been fun to watch Lillard eat. Yeah, dude. Do, do you think Portland quarters. closes it out? Um Yeah. In Portland, yeah. I do. I'd be surprised if they don't. I think Lillard may have a ridiculous game to do it to. These next this next game or two or three, depending on how OKC does, will define who Westbrook is as a player. Because if he doesn't like, he does the same shit tomorrow or the day after, wherever, whenever they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ten-year guy who's made no strides to change his selfish ways. Mm-hmm. That, to me, that's that's what he's going to be remembered as. What would you take? Um, not based off this series, but who would you take? Wall at his peak or Westbrook at his peak? On OKC. Mm. It's close, right? I, I think I'd still take Russ. Uh-huh. Just because Russ has done more while being the only option. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Russ yeah. thrived that first year when it was just his show. Yeah, but I'm saying on this team right now. Oh, right with, now. With Paul George, yeah. With Paul George, Ferguson, Grant, whatever they got, Adams. And... I think I think Wall would fit better. I do too. I because think they should explore it when Wall comes back, if he comes back. One thing, and know. and Wall has a lot of similar criticisms to Westbrook, but when Wall is playing poorly or shooting the ball poorly, he doesn't continuously take terrible shots. And Wall knows what he can't do. Right, he knows he's. He knows his threes need to come in rhythm. Like I don't think I've ever seen Wall take more than like four threes in a game. Right. And not he's make got it. yeah. If he's not hitting at least one, he's done after like four. Right. Yeah. I've never seen him like go zero for eight. And and three. Wall knows to what you spoke about earlier. Wall, if he was on OKC, would know that uh, we have you know Bradley Beal or in this case Paul George. Yeah. He needs to get the ball at the end of the game. Right. Or they need to spread and Wall goes and creates for him or someone right. else. Westbrook, I mean, the other guys might as well not even be on the court when Westbrook goes into that mode. Because he, does he doesn't pass at all. Yeah, Ferguson's literally out there to get scored on. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, to me, I don't know if he's supposed to be like the Roberson. But like he's an awful defender. He had a he had the best three point percentage on the team or something, right? This year. Who Ferguson? Yeah, he had some something weird with his three point percentage. Was well, good for him. Yeah, I don't well, think that's saying that much. Yeah, he's he's trash. He's really he probably bad. takes the least amount. And they wasted. Felton came in there and gave him a spark. <laughs> a spark. He gave them an ember. <laughs> it wasn't even a full spark. <laughs> an ember. I was dude when he hit that fucking three. I was, or I think the second three. I was like, man, the Thunder have to win this fucking game. And he, did you see when they showed the highlight? 
like the um, slow motion and showed his intensity afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was turn up time. <laughs> like he flipped the switch. I feel like Felton's going to the big three as soon as he retires. Playoff Felton activated. <laughs> <laughs> Game four. <laughs> oh man, I mean. Yeah, they just I, I just I've criticized them enough, man. We gotta move on. We've been on it for a while, but we're just talking about sports tonight because no point. We could talk about music, you know, the second one this week. All right. Um Yeah, keep going, man. You got anything else to say about that? About that series? I mean We could talk about the projected next round. Yeah, I mean I I really like Portland it was ballsy to put all bench guys out there for Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was. I don't know where this praise is for how deep they are back when it was Lillard and, and McCollum. Mm-hmm. And it was like that all pretty much most of the year, you know, I Nurkic contributes, but, He's not a third option. He just feeds off those other two guys. Right. And all their wings are fucking, you know, gar- you can call them all garbage. And and you can see that Nurkic isn't the third option because Cantor, like, seamlessly right. stepped right into his role. Right. They went, like, 10, they went, like, 11 in the last 13 since Nurkic was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so... But their guys, right. they they got that like they have good energy with all their guys. Stick to what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it helps to get a number of these guys to play well. You know, Curry's been Curry's been a solid ball handler for them. Yeah, uh, he gets out there. He plays with good pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes good plays. Uh, Col- Collins is a capable player. Yeah, Hood's uh, shot selection has been pretty good this series yeah um he hasn't been taking anything crazy yeah I mean, they still gotta get rid of evan turner and myers leonard myers leonard you what happened to myers leonard's shot he used to be cash <laughs> yeah that something went like, wrong with that one that used to be like the point they point of having him was that he was a good yeah. shooter uh yeah i don't know what happened so maybe his shoulder hurts <laughs> I don't know. He tried to take a three, and it was like a brick. Um, Layman hasn't gotten any decent minutes. I mean, he's been playing really well this season. I thought yeah, he'd come maybe, in and do something. Maybe they have an issue with him guarding PG. I well, I think he would be on Grant. Yeah. He might not be athletic enough for Grant. Um, yeah, man, I, I agree. Their bench is trash. I mean, looking at it, it just looks a mess. I yeah, but I really they think played well when they were out there, though. This is a hot take. Um, not a hot take, but a wild acquisition. I think they should try to get Terry Rozier. I, I do. I think he should be their sixth man. If they had a six-man guard instead of Turner, Turner plays point guard when he comes in the game. It's crazy. You saw it, right? Yeah, when they, they give... Down. Turner's one of those... And I hate these players uh-huh. um he's a guy if he doesn't have the ball he's out there for no reason yeah he is, i think that's yeah. the only reason they give him the ball 
is because if he didn't touch the ball, what is he doing out there? He, he backs down full court because, like, his hand, ball handling is not good. Yeah. And to not get it stolen from every time, as soon as he gets the inbound, he just, you know, puts his back on the defender and, you know, side Typical below-average ball handler has to turn his back to fucking not get it stolen. Right. Like, that is ball handling one-on-one. If you got to fucking turn your back you're not shifty like you're not a capable ball handler right he um yeah he, he's got to go if they got terry rosier though and they That'd had some great. a good ball handler off the bench where mccollum could still play the two but also have a another scorer in there where they could still have two scorers at the in the backcourt they would be set well not set but they'd be really good off the bench um, and then hopefully they keep cancer if they're smart. Um, cause I don't know, you know, I don't know when Nurkic is going to come back from that injury. Probably not right away next year. You think Hayward had to come back. What first game of the season? He had to miss the entire season and come back the next first game. Yeah. And he still wasn't back. So and Nurkic got hurt in the last 10 games of the season he's definitely not coming back uh beginning of next season so and they got a big it's always tough up. for the heavier guys mm-hmm. they might uh they might go for another big man <laughs> if they get if they get an all-star big man they're gonna be dangerous i think out of all the teams in the playoffs portland has the best chance of making changes to be a contender yeah, Portland is the like the easiest to fix in terms right, of yeah. like if you're looking at what these teams have issues with. Mm-hmm. Portland is very fixable. They have the best foundation. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Perfect word. Yeah. Um, and then I, I mean, we talked about Detroit a little bit. I think they have a pretty good foundation too. Um, the rest of these guys, the ones who aren't contenders. I have no chance of being contenders in the future, in, in my opinion. Pacers, Brooklyn, um, Orlando, Utah, all the low seeds pretty much going to have a rough time from here on. Um, real quick about the next round matchups. We're looking at Milwaukee and Boston. Um, that one is pretty much set. We're looking at Toronto and Philly, Golden State, Houston, and we don't know who will play Portland if Portland closes that out. Um, which second round do you think is the most intriguing? Other than Golden State, Houston, that's like the obvious, I think, right? Um, I think Toronto and Philly. Okay. I think uh, that's one of the series I anticipate it's going to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, like game to game is going to be different. Probably wouldn't surprise me if there are a lot of blowouts. Yeah, um, but on I, both I think, sides, I think game to game it's going to have the most like shift in tone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just because you know, I think the Raptors will have to. And this is the perks of having such a great, talented roster. Uh, Raptors are going to have to make a number of adjustments. 
mm-hmm. and a number of different guys are going to have to play well because of that. So, so you're saying that that series will probably be the best, but not necessarily the games. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I feel you on that. I can see that. But I, I, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi—that's that, a fun matchup to watch too. Yeah, you think you think that's going to be the matchup, Jimmy on Kawhi? I think. Or it could be Tobias. I don't know. It's not going to be Tobias. You think to, Kawhi? Brett Brown. Tobias? Brett Brown should get fired on the spot if he lets Tobias Harris allow Kawhi a free thirty points. <laughs> um, I don't think. I mean, no one's going to stop him from getting thirty. I don't think. Necess- not I think on that team. Be, Butler's going to have to do it. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I guess Tobias will guard Siakam. Hey, that's a nice that's, matchup. That's, be careful, Tobias. <laughs> Tobias is gonna get roasted <laughs> at least one game. Tobias For sure, one game. Get, get his defensive hands ready, bro, because Siakam will go at him. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Um. Let's see. I. I don't know. I like the Portland, the two three in the West. Well, the Portland and whoever wins between Denver and San Antonio. Yeah, I think that'll be fun to watch. I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, if it's Portland still, I'm not gonna rule OKC out. I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not either. I, I'm not. Not only am I not ruling OKC out, but I'm a little skeptical on Portland. Mm-hmm. So, you think Portland can fall apart three straight games? Well, it's not three straight games because, you know, if if Russ plays like it's game three, then they'll be fine. <laughs> well, everyone has to play good because everybody played good game three. Yeah, but you guys have to hit shots. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's still three straight games because if they lose one, yeah. they're out. I don't no, think they I can do, beat. I do think that could happen. No, I don't think they can beat Portland three times in a row. I'd be shocked. I think and they what? could. I think criticizing Westbrook like we have, like all the flaws with him, will prevent them from doing that. Yeah. But they. You think could. it's possible? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm not gonna rule them out. It's it is possible. Um. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Westbrook carried them to Game 7 and then choked the Game 7. That's kind of what he did in the um, the finals that year. Um, <laughs> pretty much. The whole team choked, though, but Westbrook was one of the main people choking yeah. that year uh, against the Heat. That was the Heat. Yeah, the Heat. Um, Boston and Milwaukee, what do you think about that? You think... Who do you got in that? Um, we talked a little bit about it, but I think Milwaukee. I'll just say I think Milwaukee will take Game One. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just because they, it's just from what I've seen, and I know Detroit's worse, probably worse than Indiana, but Milwaukee's like playoff intensity is there. Mm-hmm. The Celtics, you know, haven't really. Like, yeah, they've beaten Indiana, but to me, they've beaten Indiana because Oladipo isn't there, not because they're way better. 
and yeah, just simply by default. Right. Like we said, Milwaukee, they just Milwaukee has it, actually dominated Detroit, which is what they're supposed to do. I think Indiana lost three of those games right. and Boston really only beat them once. The other games, Indiana just completely just lost. Right. And um I agree with that because a lot of people miss that. Just because Milwaukee is playing Detroit, they think that it's easy, you know, they don't they're not tested. You got to be tested in the first round. That's not. It's not that. They're blowing them out every night. It's not like uh, they're playing them and it's like close games and they're just squeaking by them. They're beating them half to death every single game. So they're playing. You know, they're not. They're playing hard. Yeah. They're not out here just coasting the first round. They're you know about to beat them by thirty again. Um. So. And Detroit I, I had think a lot people, of intensity, especially in these last two games. Yeah, uh, heaven so believe. It takes credit to to pull pull out the sweep there. Right. Yeah, they're not they're not cupcakes for sure. And Boston definitely squeaked by Indiana twice, and they shouldn't have. And Indiana just couldn't win the game. They just lost. It was just, you know. Um. Let's see. Golden State, Houston. You have any? Big things to say about that before we see it. I just want to see it. Um, I'm curious to see what Curry is going to look like. Okay. Uh, Curry, you know, he's um, he's been kind of a mixed bag in the playoffs, especially in the in the later rounds and the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm really gonna start questioning how great some of these Golden State Warrior players are if if CP comes out here and outplays him, you know, in majority of the games. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna look at Curry as this you know phenomenal, you know, flawless point guard. Right. I'm, I'm gonna start looking at the flaws too, man, because he can't afford to be like. What what's, what pisses me off about the Warriors is. CP3 could work him every game and the Warriors still sweep. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to be keeping, like, to me, that's the matchup that's going to make the difference. CP3 and Steph? Yeah. If CP3 guards Steph, I, yeah. I think so, because it, it. I would imagine. I, I can't imagine who else they would put. I mean, you know, they'll. Tucker will probably take all of them at some point. <laughs> I've seen CP strap Durant before. Very, very true. A lot of times. So, I mean, he won't, obviously he won't, like, start the game out guarding him all the time. But if Beverly can do it, you know CP can do it. And actually strap him, not just strap him and him still get 30 And at this point, we know that that's the best way to slow down KD. Because you really, like, you can't contest him because he's just shooting over the top anyway. Yeah, you're not gonna stop him. You can check him, right? But stop but him, no. Putting that pressure on him, putting crowding that airspace, not letting him mm-hmm. put the ball down as much. Yeah, that's that's clearly something he's not great at handling. Yeah, and the thing is, he gets overrated for his ball handling. He's really not that great of a ball oh, handler. No. He does the same move every time. I don't understand why people don't steal it. Westbrook. First time he played against him, stole it. First time Durant did that same hesitation crossover, he does. 
and he puts it right in front of you. Yeah, his crossover should be getting plucked a lot more than it does. It's the same move every time. I'll, agree, I'll admit that his, like, for a guy that big, when he does a hesitation, yeah. uh, if he's just going to go off of that hesitation, you're not really going to stop him. Yeah, he's too long. Right, but that crossover his, should be getting taken a little bit more than it is. And his one of his steps is two of everybody else's steps, yeah. other than Greek Freak. Like he's the only one with the same step as Durant. So like obviously if he does the hesitation, you're a little bit off balance. He's getting to the basket. But um CP is taking at least three of those for sure. One hundred percent in this series. It, even if he guards him for two possessions, he's taking one crossover one hundred percent. And then Durant is gonna just stop doing it and then you know, he's gonna have to rely on catch and shoot. Then, There's going to be a play where Durant exposes the ball and CP takes it just a little bit too easily. Yeah. Like, that's customary for Durant to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was it, so soft when he lets that shit happen, too. <laughs> right. It, it's always an undersized guy. Mm-hmm. It's never it a fucking guy his size because he works everybody his size. Yeah, and he thinks he gets, like, this respect from other players. Like, like they're not supposed to do that or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like LeBron, on the other hand, you know, he rarely, he just doesn't get stripped, like, straight out of his hand. And whether it's because he's strong or because they just know not to even try well, that with LeBron's LeBron. LeBron's also, LeBron doesn't go crazy with the handles. No, he doesn't. But even... Like just standing there, like yeah, if he's posting up looking for a, the pass, no one takes it from him. Right. But that happens to Durant often. Like you said, it just out of nowhere, he's just lazy with the ball, and Patrick Beverly is laying it up on the other end. He plucked. I was shocked when he plucked Steph in the comeback. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. that's that's goes to my point, man. Steph is so loose with the ball. Yeah, they they all are. They got to tighten up before the Houston for sure, because they have. Houston probably has the most good one-on-one defenders on any team. I think. Well, Milwaukee does too, but I think Houston is probably better. Everyone on there plays pretty good one-on-one defense. So we'll see what happens. You think they're? You think Tucker is gonna be guarding? I mean, who's guarding Draymond? Doesn't matter. Yeah. House, the greenhouse effect. Well, no, I, I do think. Oh, they got Freed too. Forgot. Mm. Freed might Freed's dunking on Draymond one time for sure if he's healthy. I know Freed missed a couple of games. Freed is gonna be. I think Freed's gonna be a big help for them. Low key, a low key big help. Well, I don't know why, and I've seen it in a number of games. Like Draymond's mm-hmm. a great defender. Why the fuck did it's happened? Like I've watched, I think three of the four games, and it's happened uh-huh. in every game at least once. He stays jumping for joy on Gallinari pump fakes. Those little like only arm pump fakes <laughs> that Gallinari yes, does. Exactly that. His lower half doesn't even like move at all. Exactly what arms. I'm talking about. Like, yeah, yo, you're supposed to be the elite defender. What are you doing? And Gallinari's not 
even that knockdown anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. Gallinari would um, be making the most random, like, tough-ass buckets. Yeah, he does. But then, like, he Luke. can't get open on, like, a scrub sometimes. Right. Yeah. His, sometimes he steps back and, like, doesn't get room. <laughs> but sometimes just... he yanks somebody with it. <laughs> so random. <laughs> right. And he's 6'10", so he should get room yeah. every time. I forget a, I he's... forget that a lot with him, that he's fucking huge. Yeah, he's... He like is power forward height yeah. and playing the wing. Yeah. Um All right, I'm going to play a gym since we're at the 2 hour mark and we haven't talked anything about music. It's cool. We'll talk about music later this week. Yeah. Um I listened to this girl named Lolo Zui I don't know how to say her name, but apparently she's French, I believe. She speaks French sometimes. But um, it was a pretty good vibe. Listen, but this is uh, Chevy Impala off of her High High to Low Lows album. I don't mind. Cause I've got all the time When the sun sets I don't mind Cause when I wake up I'll be in my Chevy Impala I 
we got to talk about man is there anything else basketball wise yeah um no i mean we've talked about every series <clears throat> i'll ask you this uh of all the series that haven't ended yet that are seemingly close to ending which is pretty much most of them uh-huh. who has the best shot of dragging it out or who do you which good team is going to struggle Closing out this opening round. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I I would say OKC is the best chance. That's fair. Yeah. Other than that, I I might say. Hmm. I want to say Orlando. Yeah. But based off the last games. Yeah. Maybe not. And I think it's over for Brooklyn. I think it's over for Utah. I think it's over for Clippers. I'd say between Orlando and OKC. Yeah, I agree. I think Orlando could catch one more. Houston better wrap this shit up tonight, man, because I need them to be well-rested right. and ready in the next round. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I want to see it. I want to see full strength. Cause I mean, t- I, obviously Golden State's not going to be full strength without Cousins, but... Um, I I want to see full strength Houston for sure. Cause I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, if CP was there, right?" Blah blah blah. Like, nah. Let's, we'll see now. And they're better than they were. Cause Iguodala wasn't there either. It might have been over early. Right. You know, if, you, if people, you can't keep throwing ifs like that. But um, over and over about the same series. Like, come on, man. We're gonna see it eventually. If it's meant to happen, we'll see it. And looks like it's gonna happen, so I'm excited for it. The whole second round is gonna be good, I think, for sure. Um, <laughs> you think Portland has a chance of making it to the finals? A chance. Yeah. A- any team, any team that plays, you know. That's peaking at the start of the playoffs has a chance, mm-hmm. but just they just have no answer for Warriors top players. Yeah, Warriors and, in Houston. And Houston, same thing. Like, just yeah. the Harden is gonna do whatever he wants. Evan Turner. Well, probably they'll probably put Mo Harkless on him. They've done it before. 
Yeah, between they'll put they probably will put Harkless on him, and they'll put Harkless on Durant too. Now that I think about it, Harkless has been in the league for a little while. Yeah, he has. He's been. He's yeah, been he's super trash for being in the league this long, and I mean he's the exact same player he was like three years ago to me. <laughs> I think he's a little bit better. He's, but I think he's just figured out that he just. Like I said earlier, they just know everything they're good at. He knows stuff he's not good at. He doesn't even try to, uh, you know, he doesn't try any off the dribble threes ever, right? Because he knows he's trash at it. So you might be right. I wish, I wish Westbrook would take some fucking notes. <laughs> Westbrook's only good at off the dribble threes, though. He's not a good catch and shoot guy. I don't think is he. I mean, he never fucking takes the easy ones. That's true. That shit really pisses me off. I had the same... I used to criticize LeBron for that all the time. Like, bro, if you're only taking step-back threes, your three-point percentage is going to be trash. That one when Kyrie and Love got hurt and he couldn't hit any jumpers, that whole Mm -hmm. playoff run. Like, bro, you're taking fucking difficult shots. Yeah. Yeah, You're right about that for sure. Um. Yeah, that's all. I think that's all I got as far as the league goes. Hopefully, Donovan gets sixty tonight. <laughs> I don't need them to win, but I want Donovan to get sixty. He's fun to watch, man. Yeah, he's one of the most fun players to watch in the league, especially when he's playing good. He's also like we we've criticized all. We've pretty much looked at teams' weaknesses today. He's mm-hmm. a like. He's a good. I like his game. Similar to CJ McCollum, I just like how he moves, how he gets buckets, just how he plays in a team. Uh, he's just a great guy to teach off of, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you have to block out everyone else on the team somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I guess that's it. Uh, I haven't heard. We haven't played Drake on here in a long time. He's hadn't come out with any music lately. So, uh, as a throwback, I'm gonna play something off. So far gone. Until then, until uh, our next episode, episode fifty, or uh, halfway to a hundred. Our um, our anniversary is the fifth June fifteenth. By the way. So. We started June fifteenth. Yeah, I thought we, huh? That's when the first recording was. Man, time yeah, I looked at flies. It we started. <laughs> Why do you say that? I, I thought it was like for some reason I thought it was like early July that we started. Oh no! But um, yeah, June fifteenth. Yeah, we'll be back this week, man. I, I, we'll, we'll figure out the time for sure, but. Uh, I'll, I'll have nights a little more free this week, so I'll be able to go. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's all. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, thank so. you guys for listening. Yep.